welcome to the monthly Skill Bite Show, where we share information that is geared to helping you succeed in your business. This is Judy Weintraub, CEO of Skill Bites and host of this show. If you want to position yourself as an expert, one of the best ways to do that is to become a published author. Skill Bites author platform provides the easiest way to get a book written and published. Today, our guest is Michelle Bridger, a Facebook advertising specialist who helps businesses dominate their niche and set their businesses ablaze with Facebook and Instagram advertising. Her clients have generated tens of millions of dollars in revenue. And today, she's going to share with us how to use Facebook and Instagram ads to launch a book or increase sales using your current book. Michelle, welcome to the Skill Bite Show. We're so delighted to have you join us today. Thanks, Judy. I'm so glad to be here. Well, let's start out finding a little bit more about you. You were a stay-at-home mom, and now you're a Facebook ad specialist. Tell us about your journey. <laughs> yeah, not not ex one of those things you didn't expect to land in, but um, years ago, probably about Oh gosh, eight years ago, I went through a big life disruption. I went through a divorce and I still had kids at home. I needed an income. I needed it in a hurry and I needed it from home. And so I started a business and I used Facebook ads. I took a Facebook advertising course looking to market my business and I fell in love with the power of Facebook ads, how well you could target them, the the potential in earnings that you can get from them with when you have a great offer. And I was just like, wow, this is really, really fun. And so um, I started to actually advertise for other people that were in my business mastermind at that time, as well as my own business. And I, I started to um, really promote their businesses and bring them in a high ROI. And so I soon dropped my own business and just began to take on more and more clients. And so that was the start of my journey. And I've just stayed with ads because I just have really loved how you can just grow a business very quickly. And because you're in someone's news feed, you really show up as an expert um, and really can show up as the authority that you are and all of a sudden just really exponentially grow your, your business. And that's what I've loved about them. Wow, that's fabulous. So tell us how you do that. Um, <laughs> what, for instance, I mean, I know you do Facebook and Instagram ads. Is, are those the best platforms for running book ads? Normal, yes. I would say yes, that they are the first place to start. So once someone has really saturated their market in Facebook and Instagram, then the next place to go is YouTube. But if you're starting in paid traffic for the first time, definitely start in Facebook and Instagram ads. Their Facebook keeps making it an easier and easier platform to use. They keep in, um, improving their um there, it is an automated learning. Um, what is it when you have machine learning? But they, they keep improving their machine learning. And so the results that you can get from them can continue to get better and better. 
Are you familiar at all with Amazon ads? I am um, slightly. I've had, I've worked with a number of Amazon sellers, um, but I know them from a distance. I've, I have never actually used that platform to run ads. Okay. Yeah, I was kind of wondering, you would think that for authors, running ads on Amazon where their book is might be a, a great tool. Definitely something to consider and look into and compare. Mm -hmm. Okay. How much time does it take to get a campaign running uh, from say start to finish? Mm, that's a good question. So the Rather than just before you get into the nitty gritty of I'm going to put my book ad out, what I would do first is take the time to craft a strategy. So in the strategy, you want to look where can my book lead? And so if you only are getting, only have your eyes focused on selling books and really ramping the book sales up, you're only skimming the surface of what's possible because often your book can lead to an online course. It can lead to one-on-one -on -one coaching. It may lead to a pro a physical product, but there may, there's likely that somewhere that a, people can read your book and then what's the next step that they can take that will lead to them having a deeper experience a um, more transformational experience because they dive deeper with more of your training or more time with you. And so just really first create a strategy that's a long-term big picture strategy of how is this book going to advance my entire business. Right. And the book is kind of the, the lead magnet or the initial tool you'd have to get an awful lot of book sales to make much money from your book. But if you can drive people into more lucrative um, offerings that you have, your group mastermind or coaching or online training, like you mentioned, uh, that's going to grow your business a lot faster than trying to sell the inexpensive books. Exactly. Exactly. And then to answer your question of how long would it take to set it up, you know, if you're not familiar with the platform, though the platform isn't hard, there are, it's just, it's going to feel cumbersome at, start, at the beginning. Um, but if you have your ad copy written beforehand, if you have your, a couple of images created ahead of time, um, if you know what you're going to do ahead of time, then it, it really doesn't take that long to set up an ad and so that's, it's a little bit hard to answer that question because it's all based on your experience with the platform. But if you just went in and we're setting things up, it shouldn't take you more than 30 minutes to set up an ad. Wow, that's pretty quick. Well, why don't you take us through what you do with your clients? How, how do you proceed? You start with the crafting the strategy and, and then what? Okay, we craft the strategy and then what we want to do is that the offer is compelling. And so we want there to be a hook 
that grabs attention. The hook can be what is what like what is the pain point or what is the big benefit of the book? What's going to be the transformation of the book? So you want something that makes people stop and go, oh, I need that. Or, oh, that's my pain point. Or something um, that really grabs their attention. So th that's the, the, in the ad copy, that's what you want. You want a sentence at the top that grabs attention and you want the headline to really grab attention. Those are the two places where you really want to grab attention. And then first and foremost, the image or the video is going to grab attention. Now you can have a little video that's an actual video, or it can be a video made of images. We like to use wave.net to create little videos made of images or simply having an image that has the book in it. So uh, create an image of the book and then put it in a bigger image that's size 1080 by 1080 and have it grab attention. So the biggest thing you wanna, first thing you wanna do is you've got to grab attention or you've lost the entire battle. That makes a lot of sense, and uh, video seems to be a, a really good way to grab people's attention. It does. Facebook has a statistic that if someone will watch 10 seconds of your video, they're 80% more likely to buy. So video is so important, and so, you know, if you can show you with the book in a tiny video, um, doesn't have to be a long video, um, it will really go a long ways towards promoting your book and towards promoting your entire offer. Wow. I wonder how they figure that out. They know so much about us. <laughs> they are, they, they are so data driven. That's one of the, that's the big reason why ads can do so well is because they just know us so well. They know when we're likely to click. They know when we're likely to purchase. They know what to put in front of us. They know what, we, what we're interested in. Hmm. Yeah, a little bit scary. How much yeah. they know. <laughs> yes. Okay, so you've developed a strategy, created the compelling copy, created the, the image or video. What's next? So the targeting. Facebook gives uh, so many different ways to be able to target based on age and gender and interests. Um, you can target your warm audiences. You can target people who are on your email list. You can target people who have liked your fan page. You can target people who have engaged on your fan page, excuse me, well, on your fan page and Instagram. So there's just so many different ways to target people. You can create a lookalike audience of people who've shown an interest, like a lookalike audience of your email list, a lookalike audience of your fans. So um, there's just a number of different ways that you can target. What we like to do is start simple. One of the mistakes that people make is really trying to throw everything they possibly can into the targeting. Let's do this and let's do that. And they just make it into a very muddy soup 
And then when it does or doesn't work, it's hard to tell why. And so keep your targeting very simple in the beginning. Sim simple is best. And also because Facebook has um, such good ability to go find people who will most likely be interested in your offer. So um, keep your targeting simple to start with. You can always get more complex and test different things, but start simple is what I suggest. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. So you start with maybe um, one or two audiences instead of 20. Mm-hmm. Just in, yeah, in one of your, you can try a number of different audiences, but in when you, um, audiences are set at the ad set level. And so what people sometimes will do is they'll put a lookalike together with um, audience targeting with, um, you know, just um, with, like behaviors. Um, there's different categories of interest. There's behaviors and demographics and um, broad interest and um, people who've liked certain fan pages. And um, in an attempt to be so specific, someone can really create a soup of, you know, think of all throwing in all kinds of ingredients. And then when you taste it, you're like, ah, it's off and I don't know why. Um, that's how targeting can get kind of messy. And so you wanna keep it just really simple to start with. And then you can add in your spices later if you need to. So um, that's, that's a little bit on the targeting. Mm -hmm. Okay, and then after the targeting, what comes next? Um, after you start to run your ads, you're gonna to wanna to look at your results, obviously. So this is where people really struggle. You want to have a click-through rate, which is abbreviated CTR, at about 1% or greater. Because if you're not hitting the 1% CTR, it means people aren't clicking on it, people aren't showing an interest in it, people are just bypassing it, you're not grabbing attention. And so, if you're not making that 1% mark, then it's time to relook at, hmm, I need to have a stronger image. I need to grab attention uh, better. I need to have a different hook in my ads. I need to do something different on the creative side of it to be able to really grab attention. Okay. Yeah, and the other thing is, is that, you know, I haven't mentioned before is that your ad is always going to lead to something. And so it where if you're running to a landing page or a sales page, then you want to have a lot of congruency. You want them to have a similar look and similar copy, because if they're not congruent, then it, people will click away. They'll be like, ooh, what you like? The ad may have interest them, but then when they get to the landing page or the sales page, they'll they'll just click away if it doesn't look familiar, if the uh, messaging isn't the same. Right. Yeah, because they'll think that they're in the wrong place. Exactly. Uh, and so putting together that landing page or sales page, I guess, goes somewhere in the mix before you start running the ads. 
um, maybe before the targeting or before just after the targeting? Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, do you tend to do an ad, look at the results, tweak, do another ad, or do you sometimes do split testing of ads at the same time to see which is running better? What, what, what do you recommend? Good question. So we're always split testing because the results will vary so much. So how much split testing is done is based on the budget. But we're always split testing at least two images, often um, um, it's between three and five images or creative. So that can be videos and images. But we're to start with, we're at least testing that many because we don't know how people will react to different things. I can make a guess, but sometimes my guess, even after all this ad spend and all these ads is still, um, it still surprises me. So um, we're always split testing different creatives where we like to split test at least two ad copies. And because again, we have to test how people are gonna react. Mm -hmm. It is normal that 60 to 70-ish percent of ads are gonna fail. That's normal, we expect that. And so we're testing things and turning things off quickly when they don't work. And then we're ramping up the things that do work. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So what are some of the mistakes that you see people tend to make when they try to do this themselves? Let's see, um, not testing. So just trying one image, one ad copy and and then they, they don't know whether it worked or not because they don't have any comparisons. So they can't really make any changes. And so they just like, I don't know whether it worked or not. And it's because they don't have anything to compare it to. So make sure that you're trying it, um, depending on your budget, at least another creative two or three or four so you can test. The creative will have the biggest impact. Then the other thing that can happen is that if you have a smaller ad budget, let's say you know your ad budget is $500 or so, and you're trying so many different things, um, so many like three, four ad copies, lots and lots of images, lots and lots of targets, you really dilute your ad budget very quickly. And then it's hard to see what really worked and what didn't. So if your ad budget is pretty small, then you want to just test um, a couple of images. Um, I would just, if your ad budget is really small, I would only test one ad copy and focus on more on um, the creatives, testing the creatives. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What, speaking of budget, what is a typical budget or how much should people plan to spend uh, to have an effective campaign? 
Well, that's where your goals come in of about what you're trying to accomplish. And that's where your overall strategy comes in. So um, in one campaign that we did for a real estate coach, we used the book that she had previously published, it had a nice strong title, and it worked well in her funnel. And we would um, send ads encouraging people to buy the book. When they bought the book, then we would retarget them to get on a call with her sales team to buy into her coaching programs that were in the range of 5,000 to 20,000. So we were using it as the book as part of a big picture strategy. For that, we were spending around on average five to $6,000 per day on that one. And it worked because wow. we were able to bring in almost $3 million in, three, in six months. So that, that's a way that you can use your book effectively as part of your funnel. Um, How much I, did you say it brought in? Three million, did you say? Almost three million, two point, oh, well over $2.8 million. In six months? In six months, yes. Wow, that's a lot of people in her program. Yeah, it was a really active funnel. And so the book was a big part of it. It wasn't the only piece. She was also running a lead magnet. Um, we were also doing lots of retargeting and video views. So there's just so much going on in the funnel. But the book did play a key part in that and did help to build her authority. And people that were shown the sales page but didn't take action, then they'd be retargeted for the book. So there was lots of lots and lots of retargeting going on in that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, maybe share another example? Sure. So another example is that um, Tanya Dalton published the book, The Joy of Missing Out. So she published her book. She had known for a long time that her book was going to be published. And so we came up with a long-term strategy. When her book, six weeks before her book was published, the, um, there was bonuses that were put out. So if you pre-ordered the book, then you would get a bonus of an online course. And there were a couple other bonuses that I'm trying to remember. I don't remember what they were, but they, um, this was in fall of last year. And so really significant bonuses that if you sign up now, you're going to get these bonuses. And that worked really well to drive sales. And, um, and we used that. In that funnel, we were using um, videos from people who had gotten a copy that was pre-released and so um, influencers or um, people who had a pre-release copy of the book would do a video and then we would run those videos as ads they would talk about this book is so good and this is what it did for me and those videos did really well so that I would recommend getting your book in the hands of people and having them shoot a video. And the video can be do, done on an iPhone. It doesn't have to be done professionally. Just make sure the lighting is good and the sound is good. So um, that, that worked really well to drive sales. We were able to um, bring in over 10,000 copies of her book. It's not bring in, but sell 
over 10,000 copies of her book with the advertising that we were doing. And roughly, what did that, what was spent to bring in the 10,000 copies? About 10,000, excuse me, not 10,000, about $17,000 in ad spent. So one of the, where, going back to your question about ad spend, how much should you spend on ads? First thing where you always want to spend your money is on your warm audiences. So as you're thinking about launching your book, or maybe you already have launched your book, but really grow those warm audiences. And then you can send your book ads to those warm audiences. You can, again, you can send it to your fans, to people who have engaged on Instagram and Facebook. You can send people on your list. So you, you can send, oh, people who visited your website is another one. So you can send those ads in front of those audiences. You'll get more sales for a lot less money by sending them to those warm audiences. So that's always the first place when we're thinking about a campaign that we start. So um, make sure you're growing your warm audiences and starting with those warm audiences. That can take some time. I know uh, some of my authors don't have big audiences and uh, that's one of the things that I coach them on is while you're writing the book, get that audience up there so that you have that network of people to sell your book to when it's, when it's written and published. Exactly. And having a lead magnet in place, and this is, that would be a whole nother talk about what makes a great lead magnet, but having a great lead magnet in place can, and if you use ads, can very, very quickly grow your list. Excellent. Okay, very good. Is there anything that we haven't touched on that you'd like to, to share with the audience today? Um, I think I would just encourage you to, that ads can work, um, ads do work, but what I would encourage you to do is, like I said, grow those warm audiences and come up with a long-term plan, a big picture plan of how your book can lead to more revenue for you and more transformation for those people that need the extra help, want to buy an online course, um, will want to work with you further. So really don't just look in your book in isolation but have that big picture plan. I think that's, that's something that's easy to miss when you're just so hyper-focused on your book because it's such a big project that just takes so much mind share that um, it's easy to lose the big picture scope of how can this help even more people. And so have the long-term strategy, have a strategy for list growth, and then um, I mentioned some ways that the ads can be the most effective. So those are what I would suggest. Great, okay. And um, I believe you had mentioned to me that you have a checklist for people to follow on creating good Facebook ads that you were gonna uh, offer to the Skill Bites audience. Is it, was that correct? 
I do. You can go to michellesfreegift.com and that checklist will be on there. michellesfreegift.com. Okay, so Michelle, M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E-S, freegift.com. That's correct. Okay, excellent. If somebody wanted to reach out to you and talk further about your uh, Facebook ads, what would be the best way to do that? It would be at Michelle, at Michelle, Bridger, B-R-I-D-G-E-R.com, Michelle at MichelleBridger.com. I'd love to be able to talk about how to um, get your book sales, um, get more book sales and grow your list and really um, help that big picture offer just really bring you in um, more significant revenue and have that and help you with that strategy. Michelle, thank you so much. That was really valuable. I learned a lot about Facebook ads and I'm sure the members of my audience have as well. I really appreciate your being with us today. Oh, it was an honor, Judy. Thanks for having me on.